It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 151, for the week of May 26, 2016, we have a lot of fun things on the horizon as this weekend, it's Memorial Weekend, so we have the extended weekend. And as everybody has been well aware of for many weeks, it is the Disney Channel original movie marathon. Yes, all weekend long on the Disney Channel, they are showing the top 100 Disney Channel original movies all weekend long. All of your favorites, many of which we've had a variety of those actors connected with those shows, like High School Musical, Halloween Town, and many others. And with us here to help celebrate the DCOM 100, we have none other than Chez Starbuck. Yes, you know him from the 13th year, the Disney Channel original movie, which was one of the highest watched Disney Channel original movies in the history of the DCOM specials. And Chez is going to stop in, talk about the 13th year, what it was like becoming a merman, growing up, as well as many of his other projects. Projects, including being part of MTV's Undressed and his current pop art and upcoming films and movies he's going to be part of. So Chez is going to stop in and celebrate the DCOM 100 with us all show long here this week here at the show. In addition, as I always say, no show would be complete without the D-Team. Yes, the D-Team is what makes the show happen, so you don't have to listen to me ramble week in and week out. And this week, we are no short of supply of D-Team, as we're going to go deep into the vault. With another Blu-ray and DVD, you have to add to your collection with Jason. We have the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort, and we have Nathan dusting off the books, putting on the white gloves, and giving you just what happened this week in Disney history. Cody, who's fresh off having a brand new child here this week, is going to take that trip with this week's Hollywood Walk. And we also have Paige live from the Walt Disney World Resort with another magical music review because music always plays a huge part in every Disney movie. In addition, we have tons of news hot off the D-Wire. From the Walt Disney World Resort, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, the Disney Channel, Adventures in Babysitting, as well as Disney Junior, a brand new toy line, Shanghai Disney, and so much more fresh off the D-Wire here this week. So all of you D-heads, before we jump into this week's show, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% no fee, free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From character experiences, dining reservations, and so much more, they are going to take care of you. They're knowledgeable, they're experts, and just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they are going to hook you up and give you a little bit of those extra goodies that you want for the park from lanyards autograph books and so much more just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio. So check them out, mickeystravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, as we're about to jump into a celebration, Disney Channel original movies are huge. They played part in everybody's lives, no matter what your age is, for the last 20 years at least. So as we're going to celebrate, there is something else going on this weekend. It is not just a three-day weekend, okay? It is not just a three-day weekend where you're going to barbecue, you're going to have fun, you have to take that moment 
You have to have that moment of silence because there's a reason why we're able to have that extra time, have that barbecue with our family, have those extra moments. There's those soldiers and those veterans who have passed on to make this happen and allow us to be living in the land of the free. So before we officially kick off the party here with the DCOM specials, let's bow our heads in a moment of silence as we kick off show number 151 for the week of May 26, 2016 and pay a short homage to all those soldiers who have fallen this Memorial Day weekend. America, spread your golden wings, sail on freedom's wind, cross the sky, great bird, with your golden dreams, flying high, flying high.
Cooper. Their dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Disney Channel invites you. You ready? Let's do this. To the 100 DCOM celebration all weekend long. Whoa! Everybody's gonna be there. Everyone. Let's go! Yeah. Celebrate friends. Freedom! Let's get this party started. Celebrate fun. Pretty. That is beyond exciting. Go on. Celebrate adventure. Your parents are never going to ask me to babysit again. They do? I'd ask for 10 bucks more an hour. <laughs> Let's rock and roll! Back to back Disney Channel original movies all weekend long. Awesome. I am so there. Special behind the scenes moments with the cast of the 100th DCOM Adventures in Babysitting. I'm about to run. Fantastic. Impressive. Now you're talking. Come on, come on, come on again. Be here for a once in a lifetime event. I'm looking forward to it. The 100th DCOM Celebration Weekend starts Friday, May 27th on Disney Channel. Hey, this is Chess Selvick from the 13th year, and you're listening to Disney On Demand.
Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 151 for the week of May 26, 2016, as this weekend you're celebrating Memorial Day. You're really paying homage to all those veterans and all those who have lost in service to make this country as free as it is, as well as having the celebration of the DCOM holiday weekend. Yes, Disney Channel original movies galore. And to help us kick that off, like I mentioned, we have none other than Chez Starbuck, who you all know from the 13th year, MTV's Undressed, and so much more is going to be stopping in here and chatting with all of us about Disney Channel original movies, pop art, the 13th year, hey, why not have a sequel, and many other things. In addition, like I said, we have the D-team here of Nathan Page, Cody, and Jason, and all kinds of news hot off the D-wire. So before I hold anything up here, let's just jump into all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. Yes, I gotta get this out there for all of you D-heads. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, memes, our Lifetime of Disney player, and so much more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney on demand. You can also join our DizWire Disney discussion group as well on Facebook, and you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest all you got to do is search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, magical, new kind of Disney show. And if you just can't wait, you need the magic in your ears. You just can't wait to hear my voice and the D-Team's voice in your ears every single week. It's easy. All you got to do is go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. All you got to do is, same as before, just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio, all of which are going to help you find our show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can subscribe and get it right there on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, and all of your streaming devices instantly as soon as the show gets released. And remember, you can find all of these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all VD heads, with that said, we have a jam-packed show. We're going to be swimming with mermaids. We have tons from the D-team and more. So let's jump into that news hot off the D-wire. And I already hinted to it at the beginning of the show here this week. And this weekend, the Disney Channel is having a movie marathon. Yes, 100 of the top Disney Channel original movies. And this holiday weekend might be brighter in your living room than you expected because they are going to have all of these from the 13th year. High School Musical, Camp Rock, Teen Beach, Teen Beach Movie, The Descendants, the Even Stevens movie, Kim Possible, Halloween Town, Halloween Town High, and many others are all going to be part of this celebration of the top 100 Disney Channel original movies all weekend. Now, Disney has gone ahead and made this even better for you. Maybe you can't sit in front of your TV all weekend. You're not sure, you know, which one you want to watch, or you just don't have time. You're out and about. You got baseball. You got soccer. Maybe you're a soccer mom or dad, and you grew up with one of these movies. You want to watch them as well. Well, now you can do it on a variety of different streaming devices as well. Now on the Watch Disney Channel app, 
they have all of the top 100 Disney Channel original movies that you can stream there as well, as well as using Netflix. They're going to have a variety of these already available for you to stream them. So if you can't sit there in your living room, you're trying to set your DVR, you're out and about, now your kids, yourself, and everybody can really enjoy the Disney Channel original movies on these streaming devices as well. Now this is going to be definitely a fun jam-packed weekend because there are some of these that I recall from years ago that I've been waiting to show my children and I know that they will love, they'll find them fun. I mean, come on, who couldn't go wrong with Johnny Tsunami, right? It's a great Disney Channel original movie, even Stevens, a lot of fun ones. And of course, the 13th year with our special guest here this week, Chaz Starbuck, who's going to be talking about that. So now on Apple, Google Play, and Window, all you have to do is go to the Watch Disney Channel app or also through Netflix and stream a variety of these all weekend long as well. Now, since we are talking about the Disney Channel original movies, how about your favorite songs? Because no Disney Channel original movie is shy of having music added to it in some way, shape, or form. And now the Disney Channel original movies soundtrack album is getting released on Friday, May 27th to commemorate the 100th movie marathon. Now, coinciding with Disney's upcoming premiere of Adventures in Babysitting, its 100th Disney Channel original movie, Walt Disney Records is releasing a digital album of songs from chart-topping and certified gold, platinum, and multi-platinum DCOM soundtracks. Now, this all is getting kicked off on Friday, May 27th, and it is available for you to download, stream, and get to your devices instantly. Now, its centerpiece is a melody of the iconic DCOM songs performed by Hollywood Records recording artist Forever in Your Mind. And the band's music video will debut on Friday, May 27th as well during the 100th DCOM celebration. Now, some of these that they do have that are going to be part of this, of course, from High School Musical, you have Breaking Free, Gotta Go My Own way team beach movie cruising for a bruising gotta be me you have descendants right rotten to the core we all know that song here at disney on demand we've played it during our halloween celebrations you have the cheetah girls and the cheetah girls too who we actually had director oz scott who directed those films here on the show as well and the cheetah girls are going to be doing strut you have the princess protection program with one in the same camp rock come on Everybody loves Camp Rock. Rock and roll is always the best remedy for any kind of sickness. You also have Lemonade Mouth, Kim Possible, and of course Wild Side from the upcoming 100 Disney Channel original movie, Adventures in Babysitting, the remake of the 1980s classic with Elizabeth Shue. Now they're also, like I said, are going to have Forever in Your Mind, a Disney Channel classics medley that's going to include Wild Side, This Is Me, Cruising for a Bruising, Rotten to the Core, and Breaking Free. Now, this is going to be available on May 27th digitally for you to download, purchase, and get all of these songs right there to listen to and enjoy and just relive some of those Disney Channel original movies melodies. Now, moving away from the Disney Channel original movies, let's get into something else and talking like a whale. Come on, we all want to do it, right? We all want to speak like a whale, right? To me, that is the funniest part of Finding Nemo. Well, now there's an all-new video with Finding Dory with a featurette teaching you how to speak like a whale. Now, opening in theaters nationwide on June 17th, Finding Dory is featuring a fun and talented voice cast, including Ellen, again, once reprising her role as Dory, Albert Brooks as Marlin, Ed O'Neill as Hank, Caitlin Olsen as Destiny, and Ty Burrell as Bailey. Now, there's going to be a lot of great scenes in this movie, and Olsen, who can be heard speaking whale in the movie, teamed up with Burrell to share a few tricks in speaking like a whale in the featurette that is posted all over the internet. So if you want to watch it, all you got to do is Google Finding Dory Speak Like a Whale Day. Now, in Finding Dory, 
comes together, everybody didn't realize how much fun it was going to be and how many different personalities they have. And to help promote the movie that is getting released on June 17th, they're going to have Speak Like a Whale Day. And that is going to be taking place on June 17th. And all you got to do is hashtag Speak Like a Whale Day. And you will see all the different ways that you can speak like a whale, make it fun, and really join in the Finding Dory fun as well. Now, there are other ways that everybody is going to celebrate Speak Like a Whale Day at the Disney parks. And some of these are guests at the theme parks in California and the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida are going to receive complimentary buttons to celebrate the day while supplies last. Now at Downtown Disney, at the Disneyland Resort, and Disney Springs, at the Walt Disney World Resort, families can dive into undersea themed activities including a live DJ, games and giveaways, and throughout the day, young guests can attend a Whale Speak University and give speaking language a try. Now also at the Seas with Nemo and Friends at Epcot at the Walt Disney World Resort, guests can learn about the real-life counterparts of characters from the film and see them in the 5.7 million gallons of saltwater aquarium that they call home at the attraction. Now experts from Disney's Animal Science and Environment team will be on hand throughout the day to help guests find Dory and her friends and get a closer look at their world. Now continuing on with Speak a Whale Day, if that wasn't enough already, and enough promotion for Finding Dory. How about Dory and some of her new friends at Disney Pixar's Finding Dory? They've joined Crush at Turtle Talk with Crush, the attraction at Epcot and Disney California Adventure Park. Now guests can now meet Destiny, Bailey, and Hank during the attraction as well. Now select theater chains will also give away buttons during Speak Like a Whale Day while supplies last while you go see Finding Dory in theaters on June 17th. Now, if you want to find out more about this, definitely just search hashtag speak like a whale day. You'll be able to see all of it there. And Finding Dory, as I mentioned, is hitting theaters June 17th. And trust me, I definitely will be there. Now, move into the small screen here and something for all the Disney Junior fans out there. And how about Miles from Tomorrowland? Come on, I love that show because of two things. One, it has the Tomorrowland Transit Authority as a featured system and icon and team in this show. And... It's Tomorrowland. Nothing is better than Tomorrowland, right? So now Miles from Tomorrowland Season 2 is launching this June on Disney Junior. Miles and his family is back for adventures in science, and this week Disney announced Season 2 of their animated series, Miles from Tomorrowland, will premiere this June. Now the Disney Junior show follows Miles Callisto, if you're not familiar with the show, an inventive young boy who lives on a spaceship with his family, who's all voiced by Olivia Moon, Tom Kenny, Mark Hamill, and Bill Nye, who all provide voices for the show. Now season two of Miles from Tomorrowland is going to debut on June 20th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Disney Channel and at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Disney Junior. Now the countdown has officially begun, as Disney put it, as Miles from Tomorrowland is getting its soft more season. Now this show has continued to skyrocket in its numbers, in its downloads, and of course even with its Watch Disney Channel app. Parents and children are loving all the different ways to explore science, technology, and fun while nurturing your child's mind. And Miles is definitely doing this. Now there are some great people that are behind some of these episodes, including STEM Influencer and Merchant, who's going to be part of these shows as well, as well as NASA astronauts who are going to be uh, guest starring on this show as well at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and as well 
if that wasn't enough here, I mean, seriously, there's a lot of great ones here. They're also going to have a variety of NASA boys and NASA girls that are going to be guest starring on this show as well. So now if you really love this one, or maybe if you haven't, and maybe you don't have kids that are Disney junior age, you'll want to check out this show. It is fun, and come on, the song is really catchy, and it's written by the same one who did the Lion Guard song. So come on, it is a fantastic show. Give it a try. Miles from Tomorrowland Season 2 is debuting on June 20th. Now, since we're talking about space here with Miles from Tomorrowland, let's go into, yes, you know I'm going to say it, into a galaxy far, far away with Star Wars. And here's one that's slightly different. 3D records? Holograms? Yes, it is true, and we have the video on our Diz Radio website as well. Now, Star Wars The Force Awakens, the original soundtrack, is coming to an all-new double gatefold vinyl on June 17th. Now, Walt Disney Records is set to release an all-new hologram vinyl version of the original motion picture soundtrack for Star Wars The Force Awakens, with a score conducted and composed by five-time Academy Award-winning composer John Williams and liner notes by the film's director J.J. Abrams himself. Now, the double LP features a 16-page booklet on a 180-gram vinyl record. Now, this is a one-of-a-kind vinyl set that is hand-etched. Now, you might be thinking, what does hand-etched mean? Let's just say this. This is the part that's cool. You put it on the record player, and some of you, I hope you still have record players. I do have one, and I love it. You put the record on the record player. You put the needle on the record. You start playing the soundtrack. As it spins, 3D representations of TIE Fighters, yes, those twin ion engine fighters, as well as Millennium Falcon are going to be there spinning around with a record. Yes, 3D holograms are gonna be projecting from your record. I'll give you a minute to take that in. It is pretty slick. And we have the video on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. Just scroll down into the latest news and you can see the video right there as well. Now this is a must-have vinyl album that I know I really need and it features direct metal mastering. Now this is the optimal listening experience. Direct metal mastering is near CD quality. I mean, it is right there. It's not like the old days of vinyl. So this thing is crisp, it's clean, and it's 3D and holographic. I mean, it's going to be awesome, and it is getting released on June 17th on Speak Like a Whale Day. So now you can speak like a whale and listen to the galaxy far, far away. Well, you know, if you really mix those two together, thinking about it, it kind of goes back to Star Trek Four, where they have to go rescue a whale back in time to in order to save the future. Huh, so Star Wars Finding Dory relates back to Star Trek. That's a little loophole. Now, pushing along here, let's get into Disney Cruise Lines. And how about the Disney Cruise Line returning to New York and California and Texas in fall of 2017? Yes, for all of you that love Disney Cruises, in the fall of 2017, Disney Cruise Line is going to return to New York with sailings to the Bahamas and the Canadian coast, including a seven-night Canadian cruise. Now, San Diego is going to serve as home with port cruises to Mexico and Galveston, and it's going to be a home port with sailings to the Caribbean and the Bahamas. Now, bookings are opening up to the public this week on May 27th with more details at DisneyCruise.com. Now, they're going to have some fantastic ones here as you're going to be able to go through New York, California, Texas, and of course, you, you can't go wrong with a stop in Castaway Key, Disney's private island. Now, they are going to have these. I'm not going to go through all the different dates and what they're offering because it's a lot to talk about on the show, and I'm sure you don't want to hear me ramble all these dates. 
but you can find this post and all of these dates on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com, or you can go to DisneyCruiseLine.com as well. And finally, ending on a high note for our Memorial Weekend, our fun, you know, time with our families, and of course, honoring those veterans as we're preparing to walk with the Scouts. Yes, I am a Boy Scout leader, and I will be marching in the Memorial Day Parade with all the Scouts here this weekend. How about Disney World honoring a woman's unused ticket from 1994? Now, you may or may not have seen this all over the internet this last week, but Disney is honoring a ticket from 1994 and an unredeemed Disney World entry pass for more than two decades was recently honored at the gates of the Orlando theme park with one happy patron. Now, Chelsea Herline was just four years old when she missed the opportunity to join her family on their trip to the park in 1994 as she wasn't feeling well. And I remember these park hopper tickets. They took your picture and plastered it right on the ticket. When her father discovered the unused ticket of 22 years later, Herline decided to take her chance and try to redeem it. Her ticket even had her signature and the photo of herself when she was a toddler on it. Well, they honored the ticket. Disney said the ticket booth manager reportedly replaced the old ticket with a new one without question and she turned it in. Herline enjoyed the rides and had fun and posted and blogged all day long with all these characters from the Disney parks. She later posted the experience on LinkedIn as well with a shout out to the helpful ticket attendant and manager and she said kudos to Disney for great customer service and since then Disney has really been playing this up and come on everybody knows if you have one of these old tickets they do last for a while that's why I always tell everybody buy them in advance. And one other thing here, I know it said that that was the last news. I'm not going to go into it. How about Disney ditching Disney dollars? Yes, you heard me right. One of the most iconic and fun things at the parks, getting the Disney dollars and the Disney money. We always had fun getting that money for my kids. I have a variety of Disney dollars, which some would say it's just throwing away your cash. I say it's a nicely framed piece of artwork. But Disney is now officially doing away with the Disney dollar, which I am so sad to see this go. It has been an icon and in circulation since the 1980s, and Mickey was always featured on the dollar bill, Goofy on the 5, Minnie Mouse on the 10, and many others, including Cinderella, Dumbo, Sleeping Beauty, and more. Now, the Disneyland spokeswoman, Suri Brown, had said the decision had been made in light of the increasing popularity of the company's gift card scheme, adding that Disney dollars still in circulation would be honored indefinitely right now. So if you do have Disney dollars, you can use them. You just can't get any new ones. I am sad to see this one go. So LVD heads, with that said, we have tons of things going on here this week because we have Nathan who's dusting off the books, putting on the white gloves, and he's going to give you what's going on this week in Disney history throughout the company. We have Paige live from the Walt Disney World Resort who's going to go into the magical music review with more about the magic and music of Disney. We also have Cody, who's fresh off of having a brand new baby. Congratulations, Cody, for that. Now you're a father of two boys. Good luck. I know this coming as a father. And he's going to be stopping in with the Hollywood Walk with more about our very special guest, Chez Starbuck from the 13th year. And we also have Jason, who's going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you have to add to your collection. So it is going to be a fun romp here at the show. Like I said, we have Chez Starbuck stopping in from the 13th year, the Disney Channel original movie. So before I release the reins here to the D-Team, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is proudly sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% no 
fee free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you can possibly have for your family, your loved ones, and more at the Walt Disney World Resort. From character reservations, dining, booking, resorts, and more, they're going to make sure you are taken care of from head to toe and make it the most magical experience that you could possibly have. And just by mentioning, yes, I always say it, by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they will hook you up and take care of you. Yes, from lanyards, autograph books, and so many other things, they're going to hook you up and add that little bit of extra magic just by mentioning that you heard about them here at the show. So, all VG heads, with that said, it is a fun romp. We have a lot of things on the horizon, so let's continue on with show number 151 for the week of May 26, 2016, as we continue to trek on through the DCOM 100 Movie Marathon as we gear up for Chess Starbucks stopping in here very shortly. Take it away, team, and I'll be back, all VG heads. What's going on? This can't be happening. Don't tell me it's a song. It's a song. This wasn't how I planned it. Can't you see that this has gone too far? Please just pause the DVR. Someone, won't you make it stop? I'm losing my mind. I don't see your problem. Everything I say is rhymes. Here comes another line. Just close your eyes if you don't want to see. What's this choreography? Someone, won't you make it stop? Stop, am I real or just a prop? Oh, I can't stop singing, so let's just talk. Summer ever. Can you believe they're talking about 40 foot waves? Summer's not over yet! When Science Story! How can you two like this silliness? Best movie ever made. It's always summer and everyone just sings and surfs. Surprise! We are leaving tomorrow. Mac, what does she mean by leaving tomorrow? After I lost my mom, the deal I made with my aunt was when it was time to get serious, I would leave to go to college. But one last wave will take them to a place. They never expected. 
We're in the movie. My movie, Wet Side Story. What do we do? Have fun. You're stuck in another dimension, and your idea of a good use of time is to party? Bikers, surfers, the rivaling gangs, stand back. Big Mamas is a perfect hangout. We want it all to ourselves. That might not probably happen. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. What? My entire future depends on us getting out of here. When will we get another chance to be in a movie? Now. Something's not right. They're changing the movie. Layla and Tanner were supposed to fall into each other's arms. But instead they fall into our arms and now they're into us. We changed the movie. We changed the movie. And if they don't change it back, it may change them. What are we gonna do? You're singing. I'm singing. Stop. I can't stop. What does that mean? We're morphing into the movie. And they'll never get home. It's your hurry to grow up and leave. Every minute that I'm here, I'm not doing what my mom wanted. Ross Lynch and introducing Maya Mitchell. The Disney Channel original movie. Teen Beach Movie. Premieres Friday, July 19th at 8, 7 Central on Disney Channel. Hi, this is Alicia Brillin. You know me from High School Musical and Halloween Town High. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. Happy Memorial Day, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. With the Memorial Day weekend approaching, please remember a few things. While this is a fun extended weekend to enjoy your families, Disney parks, Six Flags parks if you're not near Disney parks, the lake, camping, fishing, traveling, you name it, it's more importantly the weekend and time to reflect on all the people who gave their lives and their families' lives, possibly, so that we could have this and every fun-filled weekend. So thank you to everyone for your service and sacrifice to bring this to us. So with that said, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with a short quote from our Uncle Walt himself. Get a good idea and stay with it. Dog it. And work it until it's done. And done right. Moving on, it's Diz Radio throwback time for this week in Diz Radio history. With show number 74 from 2015 featuring the most talented, sorry that's 2014 not 15, featuring the most talented astro organist in the galaxy, Sunny Eclipse's voice actor Cal David. Jump on over to Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe today with us. Now starting out this week in Disney history we're going to go to 1922 when Walt Disney incorporates his Kansas City cartoon company Laugh-A-Gram Films Incorporated. In 1968, Walt Disney Travel Company is incorporated in Florida. The company will work with travel agents and individuals planning vacations to the most magical place on Earth and yet to be open, Walt Disney World Resort. In 1977, Disneyland held a grand opening ceremony for its newest attraction, Space Mountain. Attending the debut are six surviving astronauts from the original seven Project Mercury space travelers and the widow of the seventh astronaut. In 1986, Hands Across America, which is a benefit event and publicity campaign, is staged on this day. Approximately 6.5 million people held hands in a human chain for 15 minutes along a given path across the continental U.S. Spanning from New York City's Battery Park to the RMS Queen Mary Pier in Long Beach, California, people join hands to form a line that stretches 4,152 miles. Taking part in this event, 
in Long Beach is Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Reverend Robert Schuller, Kenny Loggins, and John Stamos. In 1990, Here Come the Muppets, a live-action and puppet stage show based on the Muppets, opened at Disney MGM Studios in Florida. It'll be replaced later on by The Voyage of the Little Mermaid, two years later in 1992. In 1996, Disney joined McDonald's in a 10-year multinational marketing agreement linking McDonald's restaurants to Disney theater releases, theme parks, and home video releases. In 1997, the Disneyland Parade Light Magic debuts. In 98, Down in Florida, Disney Quest Soft opens to guests in downtown Disney's west side. It's an indoor interactive theme park and is housed in a five-story windowless building filled with electronic Disney innovation and imagination. In layman's terms, it's uh, five stories of some of the most amazing arcade games you could ever play in your lifetime. Disney Quest will have its official opening, though, in June. And also in 98, the newly expanded Disney Orlando Animation Studio opens at Disney World. The new Magic of Disney Animation Tour includes an expanded viewing area where guests are able to meet Disney animation artists and see the ongoing work on future animated releases. In 2004, Disney Interactive launches Toontown Online, a 3D multiplayer game. In 2014, after more than five years of planning, the Seven Dwarves Mine Train officially opens at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom theme park, which completes the multi-year makeover of Magic Kingdom's Fantasyland. Or New Fantasyland, if we would like to call it that. And we're going to end this week in Disney History D-Heads with a lot of birthdays around the company. We're going to start out the birthdays this week with Jennifer Goodwin of Once Upon a Time fame as Mary Margaret and Snow White. Scatman Crothers, the voice of Scat Cat in Disney's Aristocats, is born. Drew Carey, who is the star of the past Hollywood Studios attraction, Sounds Dangerous, as well as the star of Disney's Geppetto, is born. Jack Rather, who was the original owner and financial backer of the Disneyland Hotel, is born. Actor John C. Riley, the voice of Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph, is born in Chicago, Illinois, as well as Jack McBrayer, the voice of Fix-It Felix. Barbara Luddy is born of voice talent fame. She voiced many characters in the Disney era, such as Kanga from Winnie the Pooh and Lady from Lady and the Tramp. And closing out birthdays with this week, with Vincent Price, the voice of Professor Radigan in The Great Mouse Detective, is born in St. Louis, Missouri. Happy birthday, everyone, and thanks for your contributions to the Disney Company. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Enjoy the weekend with your family. Feel free to email me at Nathan at DizRadio.com. I'd love to get some listener email and feedback from you guys. As always, guys, have a great week and see you real soon.
troopers <laughs> in their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. It's coming. The movie event you've been waiting for. Camp Rock 2, the final jam. And the best way to get ready is watch Camp Rock. We're here. This is not amateur night. Your music, it's got to show how you feel. Or it doesn't mean anything. Next Sunday, get ready to rock with a movie that started the jam. It's Disney Channel's original movie, Camp Rock. Next Sunday at 9, 8 central on Disney Channel. We rock, we rock, Camp Rock. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where we always try to make a splash down here. Did you miss me last week? I know I missed you, and I am so sorry that I wasn't fully a part of the 150th anniversary episode, but you know what? I was with you in spirit. As friends of the Goot would say, Johnny Five is still alive, and yes, I am ready to give you another DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming Disney film ready for your enjoyment. With Mr. Starbuck upstairs in the DoD studios, not only is he probably drinking a fine cup of coffee brewed by his surname, we are ready to give you his Disney Channel original film that I know we're all dying to dive into. So let's get started. Put your trunks on, gang, because we're ready to dive deep in this week's Disney Channel original film, The 13th Year. Meet Cody Griffin, the average adopted teenager. Well, not necessarily average. He's like any other teenager. Loves swimming, and oh, by the way, did I mention that his birth mother is a mermaid? Totally forgot about that. This Little Mermaid story is gonna take a twist. Sure, we're gonna write out Prince Eric and some crazy chefs, but we're gonna give you some mermaid fun as Cody grows up. It seems that most mermaids, or mermen, are not necessarily fish at birth. After Cody's 13th birthday, he's noticing a bit of a change. Well, I think we've all been through that bit of change at our 13th year, but this one's a bit different. From scales, to electricity, to even climbing walls. He could even talk to fish and swim miraculously fast. Hmm, seems like this change is for the dogs, or more for the fish. When you start going through an odd change like this, who do you turn to? Well, normally you go to your parents, but even this is a little more freakier than the talk. So he goes to his new biology partner and somewhat new confidant, Jess Wheatley, to find out what exactly is going on. It also seems that the Wheatleys have a little bit of an obsession with mermaids as well, seeing that Mr. Wheatley has been obsessed in finding them. After explaining everything that's gone on with Cody's transformation, Jess concludes that he can only be turning into a mermaid, the most obvious conclusion. Not only is this a shock to his parents, Wit and Sharon, 
but it's also a bit of a surprise to his girlfriend Sam. His parents seem to be not so accepting. They're more concerned about what people are going to think as he goes about his change. The one thing they most object about, Cody can being a part of the swim team. I mean, it is his natural habitat. However, it is unusual to see scales in the locker room. Cody continues on the swim team, beating state records and his biggest rival, Sean. The difference is his changes becoming a little more obvious as the weeks go on. This scares Sam just a little bit. Cody tries to, to comfort her. In typical comedic fashion, she faints. And what's the best way to make sure your girlfriend trusts you and you trust her to keep the secret? Why take her to the beach? That always seems to work. And there he's able to become himself. Sam still is a bit freaked out, but he still tells her that he's still the same guy at heart. The next day, Cody goes out to the beach for a practice where he finally meets his mother. The reunion should be bittersweet. However, Jess's father spots the reunion and Endley abrupts it. Later that day, Sam apologizes for the, the way she reacted and says that nothing could come between them. And so Cody, doing the best that he can, brings her back to the water where his mother reappears, kind of calming the water, so to speak. But again, Cody's transformation continues, turning his feet to flippers where he stumbles to the ground. Uncertain what to do with this change, Cody begs Sam to go and get his parents. And thinking she's returned, someone has put a blanket on him. But that kind gesture actually happens to be Jess's father. What is a mermaid-obsessed fisherman to do now that he has a mermaid of his own? Why continue his collection and using him as bait to bring his mother back? And the plan works. And despite all of his warnings, she's swept up into his net. A bit ashamed of what he's done, Jess agrees to help, where he grabs a knife and jumps into the water to cut her free. Cody's mother swims away. However, Jess is pulled under the water. It's now up to Cody to save him. Cody brings Jess to the dock where Sam's able to perform CPR without any luck. Cody then uses part of his power, that electric spark that he owns, and successfully starts his heart. Cody's mother shows up again. It is now time for Cody to make a decision. Should he stay with his adoptive parents or go with his mother to learn to be who he truly is? Of course, his adoptive parents don't want him to leave. But Cody's real mother telepathically promises her that Cody will be back and in time for school, just like a mother. And in typical mermaid fashion, ending the way they do, they jump into the water to celebrate the love that they have and realizing that it's okay to be exactly who you are, no matter what your skin or fins are. Now, this Disney Channel original film premiered on May 15th, 1999 on the Disney Channel. And let me tell you, it is 95 minutes of pure aquatic fun. Now, in typical Disney original channel film protocol, there is no DVD version of this program. There is, however, a VHS copy, believe it or not. But as you well know, not only are VCRs hard to come by, so are the tapes. So... You're only left with one other option. Wait for this weekend, that's Memorial Day weekend, where the Disney Channel will be airing all of their original films, or you can go to Amazon and actually rent this movie. It's well worth the rent. If you like The Little Mermaid, you'll love the male version. If you like movies about swim teams that aren't creepy, check, this one works for you as well. Whichever way you get it, 
make sure it is part of your Memorial Day celebration. Maybe make it a part of a new tradition where grilling out concludes with a night in for a fine movie. At least that's the way I like to do it. So I'm going to file this one under D for dive, and I will see you again, I promise, next week with another new blue for you to view here in the vault. And yes, I will be back next week as well with a new Monday movie memory for you to enjoy. What will I choose from this fine film? Well, you'll have to tuna in to find out. So until then, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always a high fin and always deep inside of you. Let's watch a Disney This is Kimberly J. Brown from Halloween Town, and you're watching Disney On Demand. Center now open. 
Disney Springs completes another stage of its expansion, and we're giving you a first look of all that's in store. On your mark, get set, drive. We're taking you for a spin on the recently reopened Autopia. We have a first look at video of the new Apple Hills Creamery at Disney's Boardwalk. You can only see it here on Inside Disney Parks. Hi everyone, I'm Mark. And I'm Elise. Welcome to Inside Disney Parks, where we bring you the latest news from our parks around the world. We are here at Disney Springs, which is going through its largest expansion in history. The former downtown Disney is more than doubling its venue to 150, so guests can relax and enjoy. Jen Fickley-Baker from the Disney Parks blog keeps us in trend with a special look inside the new space. All about the details here at Disney Springs. Our Imagineers designed the town of Disney Springs to reflect Florida's natural beauty. And now, some of the world's most buzzworthy retailers have just set up shop. If I told you these market stalls were first built in 1913, you'd believe me, right? Welcome to the market building here in Town Center at Disney Springs. Walt Disney Imagineering researched the styles and materials of the era and the influence of renovations over the decades, which brings us to today. The market building is now where you can find shops including Vera Bradley and Tommy Bahama. And American Threads is opening the first Florida flagship location here. The focus on storytelling and attention to detail is everywhere here at Town Center at Disney Springs. A mix of shopping and dining wrapped in Florida history with Spanish revival and timber frame architecture. International fashion company Zara and the performance athletic apparel originator Under Armour are anchor stores in this area of Disney Springs. Deluxe Burger is just one of the new dining choices here in Town Center. The barbecue classic burger is topped with smoked Gouda cheese, bacon, barbecue sauce, lettuce, and a fried onion ring. And the Cluck Burger is ground chicken with garlic herb sauce, avocado, lettuce, and tomato. Let's wrap up with a little dessert from Sprinkles, the world's first cupcake bakery now in town center too. Depending on the day, you could have red velvet, salty caramel, and of course, Sprinkles. Or a Sprinkle Sunday, a big scoop of ice cream sandwiched between a cupcake top and bottom. It's time to put the pedal to the metal. Over at Disneyland Park, the cars from the classic attraction Autopia have gotten a brand new look. Aaron Glover from the Disney Parks blog takes us for a ride. Come on, Ben, let's go. Autopia is a classic Disneyland Park attraction opened in 1955. Throughout the years, it's seen a lot of changes, and now that it's powered by Honda, it's got a whole new look. Cars are being repainted in classic Honda colors. My favorite is a G in blue. Come take a spin for yourself on Autopia, now open at Disneyland Park. Back at Walt Disney World, this is a first look at video shot at the new Apple Hill Screamery at Disney's Boardwalk. The ice cream parlor is now open to Disney guests. In keeping with the timeless charm of the 1930s Atlantic coastal atmosphere of Disney's boardwalk, Ample Hill's Creamery is a whimsical take on the turn-of-the-century ice cream parlor. The shop carries 16 signature ice cream flavors in addition to milkshakes, sundaes, and six different cone options. Ample Hill's Creamery is located next to ESPN Club overlooking Crescent Lake. For the first time in forever, guests at Walt Disney World can meet and take a photo with that lovable snowman who dreams of chilling out on the beach, Olaf. 
Arendelle's hottest sun-loving VIP is chilling out in the Echo Lake District at Disney's Hollywood Studios at the all-new Celebrity Spotlight. You'll find Olaf dreaming of summer, ready for some warm hugs from all his friends. Things heat up at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex for the 2016 Invictus Games. Walt Disney World Resort hosted the honorable event. Started in 2014 by Prince Harry, the Invictus Games used the power of sport to inspire recovery, support rehabilitation, and generate wider understanding and respect for injured active duty and veteran service members. First, competitors were welcomed by Disney characters and celebrities in a hero's parade at Magic Kingdom Park. Hello, Orlando. Then, British royalty joined Hollywood stars in an opening ceremony kicking off the games at the sports complex. Competitors from 14 different countries competed on the track, in the pool, on the court, and on the field. Festivities wrapped up with a star-studded closing ceremony honoring their achievements. Now, earlier we were checking out a little of what's just opened up at Town Center, so now we've moved over to the marketplace side of Disney Springs to the co-op. And with us, we have Stephen Miller, the merchandise guy. We're so excited to have you. Well, thank you. Welcome to the Marketplace Co-op. This is our testing space. We like to try out new product concepts, new shop concepts. Our newest is called Disney Tag. That's travel, accessories, and gear. Imagine jet-setting to and from Disney parks with some fun Disney travel gear, like this Haunted Mansion neck pillow and matching sleeping guy mask, or, or even the luggage. It looks like you've traveled Disney parks around the world. And Stephen, don't even think I didn't have my eye on that Dooney & Burke. Well, this is uh, Cherry Tree Lane. You can find Dooney & Burke handbags, colorful handbags by Vera Bradley, and the place to find Disney charms by Pandora Jewelry. You can really create a unique charm bracelet filled with all sorts of memories from your Disney vacation. That is great, and I've seen everyone in the parks wearing these. Tell me about this. Well, this is a retail magic band. You can actually create and customize your very own magic band or phone case at DTech On Demand. Imagine picking a different color, different character design. You can even add your name to one. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for having us here today. And now you know exactly where to get all that cool Disney gear you see. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. That wraps up this edition of Inside Disney Parks. We hope you enjoyed this first look and there's more to come from Town Center, Disney Springs' newest district. We'll see you next time on Inside Disney Park. Bye, everyone. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Well, hello everybody out there. It's me, Cody. I'm getting ready to bring you another installment of this week's Hollywood Walk, where we have none other than Chez Starbuck with us this week. But before I get into that, I just want to give a quick shout out, because I've been in the hospital for about 14, 15 hours now. I can't remember uh, being right alongside my wife, who gave birth to our second son just this morning so wanted to give a big shout out to her for another job well done and just her drive and her bravery really showed today and I'm super proud of her I'm extremely proud of her I am 
more than ecstatic that I have another son. He's adorable, he's beautiful, and the best part of everything is that everybody is healthy. Couldn't ask for a better outcome, but I just wanted to tell my wife, Jamie, that I love you, and I'm proud to be your husband. So I'm looking forward to our life getting double the joy and double the fun, double the excitement, and unfortunately, probably double the chaos. <laughs> but I know we're up for the challenge, and it's going to be a fun ride. And I can't think of anyone else that I'd rather be on this ride with than you. So I love you, Jamie, and... Um, Thank you for bringing another child and son into our life. On that note, why don't we get in here on Chez just a little bit. He was born July 26, 1982 in Lakewood, Colorado. He's mainly known in the Disney universe for his work on The 13th Year, which is a Disney original movie. And uh, as you may have heard throughout the show, there might be some sort of marathon going on on for Disney movies, or Disney original movies, I should say. Of course, if you've got your popcorn ready, you got your drinks ready, you got your candy ready, you're getting all set for this marathon this weekend, keep an eye out for the, for the 13th year. Take a look at our special guest this week. And in the 13th year, just keep an eye out because he plays the main character whose name is Cody Griffin. And I, man, that's just a great name. That name should be used more and more in Disney films. But that may be a biased opinion. I'm not really sure. I guess that's up for you to decide. Some other things he has been in throughout his career in 1999 as well. He was in the TV series for MTV Undressed. Made an appearance in that. In 2000, he was in Timeshare where he played Tan Jock. In 2000 as well, he played Rick in the film You're Invited to Mary-Kate and Ashley's School Dance Party, which was a video. Recipe for Disaster, which was also a TV movie where he played Jason Barrett. He also played himself in a TV series called The Real L Word, Los Angeles. Like I mentioned, keep an eye out for the 13th year for the Disney original movie. It's a fun movie. I'm sure you'll enjoy it, but keep an eye out for that and... Don't stop there. Remember, it's a marathon. Let's see how long you can go. As mentioned now with this newborn, I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to get in, but I'm going to do my darndest to get as much in as I can. So on that note, that is what we have for Chez. And before I head out here, D-Heads, just want to remind everyone that this weekend we is Memorial Weekend, and I just want to personally say thank you, family and loved ones of our fallen soldiers here of this great country. I can't imagine the loss, but I do appreciate and thank, like I said, the family and loved ones for the ultimate sacrifice. It is, it's hard to lose a loved one. It truly is, especially when they are taken from us too soon. Again, just let's, with Memorial Day coming, you know, have fun with your families and respect the reason why we are off for Memorial Day weekend. So that's kind of what I wanted to leave out with you. And again, D-Heads, you don't forget, you can always email me at Cody, C-O-D-Y, at DizRadio.com. And get ready because Chez Starbuck is coming up with Jonathan right after this. Hope you all have a great and safe Memorial Weekend, D-Heads, and I will catch you next week. Cody had it all. You are so lucky to be dating Cody Griffin. Feels like I'm king of the world. Until he turned 13. Something seriously wrong with me. And grew some fins. I think you're a mummy. A what? A fish boy? <sighs> As if growing up weren't hard enough. 
A month ago, I was completely normal. Imagine having to hide your flippers. Next time I take a bath, I'm probably going to sprout heels and a tail. Die into the 13th year. Sunday at 8, 7 central. You actually think that Cody's a mermaid. Lights. Camera. Action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones right there in your living room. You're watching with your family. And who can forget those Disney Channel original movies? And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any of that. You may know him from the 13th year, the Disney Channel original movie, as well as even Stevens, Timeshare, and so much more more we have none other than Chez Starbuck here welcome to Disney on Demand why thank you very much I'm, I'm glad to be here it is our pleasure having you on I mean if it's one thing that is a staple in Disney it is the Disney Channel original movies but before we jump into that anybody who's ever listened to our show knows I'm gonna jump right into this right away what led you down that road of wanting to become an actor originally well when I first started I was about 14 years old and I walked into a, um, a a mall, and there was it was called uh, Channel Eight. They were searching for a for a news anchor, a kids news anchor for Channel Eight. And I saw there was about two thousand people sitting in the in the audience, and everybody was trying to audition for this this Channel Eight news anchor who's going to audi- interview everybody that came in to Las Vegas. And I told my mom at that time, I said, you know what, I'd like to audition for this. Let's let's see if it could happen. So I you know I sat down, I waited for my turn. And I went up there and I had it memorized and I gave my speech and immediately they just said, Chez, we would love you to be the next kids news anchor for Channel 8. And at that time I was just like, are you kidding me? And I just fell in love with it and I was able to do that for the next, for two years after that, which actually led Disney to giving me a call because they saw what I was doing on, on Channel 8. So it just, ha- it was just a, a a circumstance that I just happened to, you know, go into a mall at a certain time and see someone was trying to get a kid's news anchor. And it was just me saying, you know what, mom, I think I can do that. Well, you know, and it's one of those things too, where you felt the calling, you wanted to do it. And then people paid attention. I mean, come on, that's every kid's dream. I'm a news anchor. I'm on TV. Uh, you know, you're getting to talk and just pretty much, you know, be pre- play pretend and just be in front of a camera. It had to just kind of be surreal at the moment. It was definitely surreal, and um, instead of, like most kids, uh, that they, they just want to go to public school, I actually, when I was younger, I just I, I told my mom that I actually wanted to go to a performing arts academy, so I went to Las Vegas Performing Arts Academy, and, and that being there, you know, we did stage plays, and there was dancing and singing, and, you know, everybody that was there for, for a certain purpose, and that's... That's what sort of drove me to it. I knew that I, I wanted to be in, in the performing arts. I just didn't know how to get there. And uh, being in the school was, was sort of like my gateway. And then I just happened to walk into the mall at that certain time, and, and I was able to book it. And that's sort of what catapulted me into you know, what I wanted to do. Well, you know, and with that, too, like you said, you ended up getting discovered by Disney. And that's going to bring us to the one thing that everybody loves. And, of course, with Memorial Day weekend going on and the, you know, 100 uh, Disney Channel original movies they're showing, you were part of the 1999 Disney Channel original movie, The 13th Year, which I'm sure many of our listeners know, which is, you know, it was directed by somebody who's no stranger to children movies from Halloween Town to Little Giants. I guess landing that role, 
I guess, one, what was it like knowing that you were going to headline a Disney Channel original movie? And, you know, what was it like just finally getting the call saying, this is it. This is, you know, we want you. You're going to be part of this. Well, it was it was it was really interesting because when I got the call to say, hey, would you like to come and audition for this uh, for the 13th year as a boy that turns into a merman? And uh, would you would you please come to L.A. for it? So me and my mom got into my Volkswagen van and we drove 55 miles an hour all the way to Los Angeles. And we, you know, we got there and and we saw all the kids going into the audition. And I was like, this is this is ridiculous. Mom, I'm like, how am I actually getting this audition for a, a big uh, Disney movie? Uh, and I went in there and I, I did my first audition and the lady came right out. I just thought immediately that I was going to go home and that was it. And, you know, I had my shot. But they came out and they said, uh, Chez, you are amazing for this role. We would really love for you to uh, come back and, and, and do another audition. And I came back and I did another audition. They loved it. And then they said, how good are you at swimming in the swimming pool? And I said, wow, that's just <laughs> that's just the weirdest question. Like, how? Um, oh, well, I guess I might be really good at swimming. And so they actually brought us to this person's house, and there was four other kids that were auditioning. And they had a test of where we had to see how long we can hold our breath under the water. Uh, we had another one we, where we could see how far we could swim underwater from one side of the pool to the next and then back and then back again. And then we could see who could swim the fastest. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm not that good at swimming. I'm a good diver, but I'm not that good at swimming. So we actually did it, and I tried my very best, and I, I guess I must have outperformed them. But when they finally told me, hey, Chez, that you are this, we want you for the role, I was just so, so shocked, you know, because it just happened so quickly that I never thought, you know, your very first audition in Los Angeles with a new agent that it, that it could happen that quick. But Disney was it gave me an amazing opportunity to star in that film. And, you know, I'm just so glad that they, they gave me that opportunity. It was just so much fun. Well, you know, and with that, too, you know, after making you literally, I guess, not jump through hoops, but swim through hoops, you know, you, you were able to jump on set here, you know, and you were with so many other great young actors and other people that were part of other Disney Channel franchises, like Courtney Draper, who was, you know, part of the Mighty Ducks and whatnot. Now, when you read the plot for this and reading that you were going to be a merman and, you know, on your 13th birthday, were you just like, this is the craziest plot I've ever read? Or were you just like, all right, it's a typical Disney fun, you know, frolic? No, it was it was definitely, you know, I I, I read it and I, I told I told my mom, I said, Mom, they want me to play a merman. Um, this is this this is insane. You know, my friends are going to make fun of me. And, you know, I'm. I'm going to be the merman for the rest of my life. And, uh, I was just, I was just so shocked by it. But, you know, I had such good friends. One of my best friends that I grew up with was Ty Hodges from Eden Stevens. And, um, he, he just said, Chez, this is such an amazing opportunity. You know, you got to do it. And I was just, once I got on set and the actors and the director, and I had a, a great acting coach named Chip Fields. Um, that I was, my, my biggest thing was I was nervous that I couldn't give off the right performance. But with her coaching me and the director and, and, and the cast and everybody like that, everyone was just so warming and, and wonderful that it, it really made the film great. But, you know, it was, it was definitely a big shock. I was just so, I was like, wow, am I really going to be on the Disney Channel right now? Or is this a joke? But it, 
it it turned out to be real and I just really enjoyed it. Well, you know, and with that too, like you said, you know, being part of the Disney Channel, that right there is a huge step because, you know, when this came out, Disney Channel is really hitting its stride, especially with its, you know, uh, original movies and whatnot. And, you know, years getting released on May 15th of 99. Now with that, and with this film, you know, being on set, um, you know, when it came time to become the merman, all right, what was it like actually donning, you know, fins for this film? Well, getting the fins, getting the tail, there is actually, I don't know if many people would know this, but there is, there is a movie that's called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And I love the that people, movie. <laughs> the, it was one of my favorite movies. And the people that, that did the outfits for the Killer Clowns, they were the people that were making the fins. And when I showed up on set, you know, they, they said, you know, they did a, a basically a body mold of me. And they said, every day, it's probably going to be between four and eight hours of us putting these fins on. And then if we have to put on the your arm pieces, and what those will probably take about another six hours. And I didn't realize how much makeup goes on to making you look like a merman. So that one scene where I'm sitting with the mom and dad and I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm a merman and I go over and I stick my arm in the water and then all of a sudden I have scales on my arm. Just to get those scales on their arm, it took six hours. So it was, it was, it was pretty like an intense of, of just sitting there and letting people put fins and scales and, and all this little flashy stuff on you that I didn't think it was going to be that intense, but it was. But the people that did it were so professional and made it so fun that you, you just couldn't tell the time just flew by. Well, you know, and that's the one thing that you always hear a lot of times with prosthetics and, you know, and I'm very familiar with prosthetic work and, of course, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now I'm singing that, that silly tune in my head, but, you know, it's, uh, that with them working on it and that film and like you said, putting on these, these scales. Now, for hours and hours, did you just kind of, were you always goofing around, hanging out or did, were there times where you just dozed off and fell asleep? There was definitely times when I had to, when they put the arm scales on that you would, because they would start around four in the morning uh, and then you would be ready by eight. So yes, there was times when it was that early in the morning that I would just sit in the chair and I would, I would doze off. But then there was other times when they had to put the tail on and that was in the middle of the day. And then they had to make sure my, my skin actually, they had to put the skin prosthetic to merge with the tail and that they would have, you know, they would be joking around with me and having so much fun and, and telling me about, how they did on this movie or what they did on that movie. And they would, you know, they were just they were, They kept me entertained for the times that I needed to be awake when it wasn't that early morning call. <laughs> well, you know, and with that too, you know, you weren't always just, you know, donning the merman outfit, of course, but being on the set, is there any one scene that still to this day is your absolute favorite, whether that was filming it or just hanging out with the cast? Or is there one scene where you're like, man, that is a moment that's going to make it into my memoirs one day. Yes, the the most uh, the scene that that comes to mind the most, which is which is interesting, is so there's the scene where you guys see me jumping out of the water and me uh, flipping my fin and then and going back in. So it's like an up or down scene. So there was two parts of that, which was which was crazy. So we were in Burbank in a gigantic Olympic swimming pool. So they had built this, I would say maybe a two story plank. Uh, that I had to stand on and there was two gentlemen that held me by the waist and so when they wanted to get the scene where I 
was jumping out of the water and back in the water, they basically just threw me off of this thing, and I had to dive in the water. So it made it look like I was coming out and going in. And then the other part of that was this to make me look like I'm coming out of the water, they had this big winch that went up into the rafters, and then it came down into the water, and I was underwater, and I held on to it, and they said, three, two, one, and then they pulled me out of the bottom of the swimming pool, and then as soon as I came out, I was supposed to let go of the bar, and I would just fly across the swimming pool and into the water. But my mistake, the first time we did it, was I held on way too long, and I flew all the way across the entire swimming pool and came within <laughs> a foot and a half of hitting the actual the wall of the swimming pool. So that was that was like such a I was like oh my god is this really happening and I just held on I was like should I let go should I let go uh, maybe I should let go now and once I let go I was like I'm actually going to hit the hit the hit the edge of the swimming pool so those two things of being thrown <laughs> off by two gigantic guys throwing me into the water and me holding on to that that winch that they just tugged me out of the water I mean I I could never forget that those are those are things that people wouldn't think have happened to make that one little scene of me jumping out of the water, flipping my fin, and then going back in the water. Well, you know, and those are the kind of moments, too, that are going to stick with you forever. That's the thing. Those are the moments that, you know, to this day, you haven't forgotten it. And, you know, with that, too, you know, with the Disney Channel original movie, when you're out and about, do people recognize you from this film? Or, um, you know, friends are flipping through the channels. are like, wait, is that chess? You know, do you get any of that? You know, I, I, I got it tremendously when I was younger. Um, even, you know, even to this day, I you know, I worked about 32 guys that worked for me. And every single one of them know I was into the Disney Channel. And it just seems like no no matter how, if I grow a beard or what, there's always people that are like, hey, aren't you from, aren't you Ches Starbuck from the, from the Disney Channel from the 13th year? So even to this day, even no matter how I, I change, you know, in my look or I get older, uh, people still, still recognize me for it. So it's, it's really interesting. I always thought that you get older and you change and no one can recognize you, but Every day, uh, someone someone is bringing up uh, the 13th year. Well, you know, and I think that goes back to the, the power of, you know, Disney, of course, and being part of a Disney production. It's one of those things. Once you get entrenched in the Disney family, even if it's just for one movie, people remember it. You know, like our listeners out there, they remember it. And, of course, you know, like you said, people recognize you from it. Now, you know, when you're flipping through the channels, you know, come on, you got to be honest. Do you ever just, uh, if it's on TV, do you stop? And is it kind of like this trip back is like almost like a, a yearbook for you to look at? You know, I every time the, the show is on, my my wife, my family, um, everybody, you know, we all, we all I do, I, I watch it. You know, I always said, you know, uh, that they should have made a sequel to it. So if any uh, executive producers from the Disney Channel are listening to this, I think that uh, Cody needs to be a dad, and we need to have another the 13th year sequel. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely, I definitely do. You know, watch it or any when any of my movies come on or something like that. I I always reminisce and and I just wish that you know I was. I was, I was still on the silver screen. Well, you know, and with that too, like you said, it's a, it's time for a sequel. I mean, look at everything Disney's doing with Girl Meets World, and then you have things like Fuller House. You know, it, it's time where you know people have grown up, and it's time for them to have the families too. So I think I think you're hitting on something here that there needs to be a you know a fourteenth year, I guess we we would call it, and something would happen to your children. 
Yeah, I, I definitely. I was talking to my wife, and I was like, you know, what would be would be awesome is is if they had another thirteenth year. But uh, Cody was a grown man and was a dad, and he had a son, and then he wanted to raise him uh, as a, a regular person. But then he, when he turned thirteen, he turned into a merman too. So I was like, you know what, they should have done it. But back in the day, I think they wanted to do it. But the thirteenth year was was such an expensive movie. I think it was one of the most expensive uh, Disney Channel original movies. I think they sort of sort of nicked that in the bud. But it was also one of the most watched Disney Channel movies. So I think if there's anybody out there that that has some pull, I think we need to do another one because it was it was everybody watched it. Well, definitely, you know. And with that, before we move on to anything else here, too, you know, with that too being the most watched, you know, with uh, them showing the top 100 Disney Channel original movies out of so many that they've done you have to be honored that the 13th year is in that 100 movies that are getting shown. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've had some, some friends, uh, you know, like Ty that was on and don't look under the bed. And, uh, you know, I, Disney is just such a wonderful company and they give so many people their starts and they make just such great movies for kids to watch, uh, that it's, it's, it's just a, a such a wonderful experience. And I just, you know, I think that obviously if there's, if there's chances of, of making something else happen and and uh, giving the the fans what they want. I mean, they they sh- we should definitely do it. Well, you know, moving on from that too. You know, you were part of other Disney Channel things. You know, you had a couple of different uh, episodes of Even Stevens. You were on, um, you know, and those kind of things. But also moving into when you were, you know, uh, you know, a little bit older here. And uh, how about being part of Undressed on MTV? What was that like? Because you know, that's one of those series that was. Definitely different. It was late night, completely different. I mean, and other Disney Channel alum were on there as well, like Damon Pompolina from uh, The Party and whatnot. So how did you land that gig of being part of, uh, I guess, that little cult nugget in MTV history? Well, M- MTV was, uh, was it was interesting because after I, after I did that, I was able to do like a Fox Family movie and um, I was, I was, you know, I was able to do some other independent films and uh I was, I got the audition to be on Undressed and I, I went in there and it, Undressed building is ridiculous. I mean, there is just so many people running around that you would recognize from the real world and, and all this stuff. And I went in there and I, I had an audition. They said, you're going to be the part of Jared. Uh, would you like to audition for it? And he's this artsy guy that likes to play the guitar and, and paint a lot and he gets a lot of girlfriends. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, yeah, yeah, I would love to audition for it. And I auditioned for it. And what it ended up being was basically the, what the MTV soap opera of, you know, a whole bunch of college kids messing around with each other in college dorms. <laughs> it was completely, you know, different from what I expected, but it was, it was a lot of fun because there was just so many kids that were trying to get their start. And like, you know, MTV was, was there just to say, Hey, you know what? If you want to be in this, let's, let's, let's make this happen. And, and it's, and it's going to be really fun. But there were so many people on, on those sets that, you know, helped you out and there was just such good connections on there. It was just such a different from Disney Channel, obviously, to go into MTV in, in the early 2000s and how they had their, what their norm was. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun for, I think, what, it was 20 episodes or something like that. It was a lot of fun. Well, you know, and like you said, it is that jump from, you know, doing Disney as opposed to MTV. So, you know, you were able to kind of go into that adult realm from the kids' realm without having to go as crazy and extreme as like a Britney Spears or anything and shaving your head for attention. <laughs> yeah, there was, 
<laughs> but you know what? That was – I think then that was sort of the extreme. So you, you go onto MTV and, uh, you know, there's there's half-naked people and everybody's sitting in their boxer shorts or something like that. And at the time, to me, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. But, you know, I, I was – I was you know, I actually had somewhat of a good-looking stomach, so I, I didn't mind taking my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> I, to me, it was to me it was sort of a, it was it was it was that extreme at that time. But obviously, you know that people go, you know, the, sh- the shows these days. I mean, you're going on, you know, HBO or Showtime, and it's just it's it's crazy. But at that time, I thought it was I thought it was fun, but yet, you know, extreme at the same time. Well, you know, and with that too, you know, for a long time, you know, you, you're part of so many different things. Like I said, Timeshare, Recipe for Disaster, Undressed. 13th year, even Stevens, um, even Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen's school dance, so much stuff. And then you stepped away for a while. And what have you been doing in between there? Because, you know, rumor has it that you, you commissioned some stuff as well for people, right? Yeah. So, you know, when I, I finally had to, I finally I stepped away just uh, for for family reasons. And I, I ended up moving to Texas. And, you know, I was, I was lucky enough that, you know, I've had uh, quite a bit of financial success in business. Um, I just couldn't devote as much time to acting as, as I would like to, and I had to do it more more family oriented. But I was able to during my downtime, uh, I started picking up painting and doing pop art painting, and that was just something that that sparked my creativity. And I really really enjoyed painting, and I've done tons and tons of commission painting, and uh, that's just something that I love the most. If if anybody wants to, they can go Chez underscore Starbucks. Uh, from my Instagram, and you can see all of my paintings there. But and if you want one, ask and I'll paint it for you. But yeah, so I, I dedicated myself to trying to learn learn how to paint because it was just just uh, my dad did it, my brother did it, and I just wanted to be the best I could at it. But now, as I'm getting older, uh, I've I've come to realize that that acting is just something that you know I gave up at one time, and I'm gonna you know I'm striving to give 110 percent to to do it again because that's just something if I let go that I uh, I couldn't forgive myself. So at this time, you know, I've only tried about six, the last six months I was able to with Ty Hodges uh, and Amy Bell and one of my friends, uh, Royal Binion, who's a great photographer and filmmaker. Uh, they were able to, they helped me make a reel and uh, Megan Good, uh, Columbus Short, they all said whatever it takes, they'll help me get back into the industry. And uh, since then, I've, I've gone on two auditions. And both auditions I, I booked. One I just finished filming. It was called The Long and the Short. Uh, it was about two hitmen. Um, and then I just got one that's for AMC uh, that I start uh, filming coming up. It's called This Man's June, and I start next month. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm slowly trying to get back into it, but I'm, I'm lucky enough that, you know, my first audition, my first two auditions, I, I was able to book them, and it shows that people are interested, and I can, I can do it again. So I'm just going to really devote my time to, trying to get back into acting and, and making it work again. Well, you know, and I think it's that kind of thing where it is the right time. It's, you know, the time to strike is now, of course. You know, so many people love the Disney Channel original movie, the other things you were part of. And like you said, now's the time to jump into it. Of course, doing the artwork. I myself, being an artist as well, you know, and I love art and especially fine art, pop art, you name it. I love artwork no matter what. And I think... You know, between that and, of course, you know, most recently MTV has talked about how you're, a, you know, you're an up-and-coming artist as well on MTV.com. So it's like the time is to, is to strike is right now. So I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more of you in the upcoming months. 
Yeah, that's that's my goal. Um, MTV did. I was so lucky enough for them to do an article about me. Um, I'm trying to do an art show here in in Austin, um, and I really, you know, I've honed my craft into what people people like to see in pop art. Most 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 of it um, is, is is famous people and whatnot. Hey, if you want a painting, I'll make you one for free, no matter what size or what you want. I'll I'll make you one. Uh, and then also, I sort of feel like it came into my look. Um, and I sort of want to do that Chris Hemsworth type thing. So I've heard quite a few people like, he looks just like that Chris Hemsworth guy. But so I, I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, I can, I can get back into it and I can really make myself look the way that I should, uh, hone my craft and, and get back into it. I have a great, a great friend that works for CESD, who's a great talent agency out there in California. And she said that she would be happy to represent me for pilot season. So I'm looking forward to pilot season coming up. Well, you know, and everybody who's anybody knows, pilot season is always the biggest thing. I know we're going to be seeing you on the horizon. Now, you know, in wrapping things up here, so much stuff that you've done, of course, and, you know, getting back into the swing of things here, I guess for all of your fans out there and people that have grown up watching you, you know, on all these different shows, and of course, the ever popular 13th year, uh, is there anything you want to leave out there for all the fans of Chez and, uh, you know, all the fans that have grown up with you and waiting for your comeback to come, you know, to see you on the big screen once again? Well, you know, I've I've gotten such a an amazing response uh, on my Instagram from from that MTV um, article, and you know, any, anybody that that wants to see Chez Starbuck, I'm I'm coming up again. I just want to thank everybody that's been there, that has supported me, that has has have wanted to see me come back, um, and just just keep on just keep on waiting because I, I I promise that I I won't let you guys down at all. I'll be back there on the silver screen and, and make it happen for you guys. Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in, Chaz, chat with us, take this trip down memory lane, and of course, the future. And of course, you know, with the artwork and, you know, hitting the screen once again, and I'm sure maybe we'll see you with pilot season. I mean, there has to be a lot more pilots that are coming out, especially with all the cancellations that just went on. That's going to leave a lot more room for you. So thanks once again for stopping in, chatting with us, and, you know, playing this part in many of our listeners' lives who, you know, grown up alongside watching this film, and, you know, you play that little nugget in their history of growing up as well. So thanks once again for stopping in and I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more of you in the upcoming year. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Summer, the next generation of villains arrives. Jay, son of Jafar. What are you doing? It's called stealing. It's like buying whatever I want. Except it's free. Evie, daughter of Evil Queen. Is everybody at home is pretty easy. I like to think I'm the fairest of them all. Beauty is paid. Carlos, son of Cruella DeVille. This thing is a killer! This is a vicious, rabid pack animal! Hey, who told you that? My mother! And now, daughter of Maleficent. <laughs> They're at their best when doing their worst. Beware, forswear, undo, Jane Pear. Disney's Descendants. This summer, the Disney Channel movie event of the year on Disney Channel. <laughs> Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. Jonathan just wrapped up with Chess Starbuck, who I remember most from the Disney Channel original movie, The 13th Year. Disney Channel celebrates 100 original movies this summer, and in anticipation of number 100's release, they announced an event that has made everyone who grew up with this channel say, I don't want to work next week. Disney Channel is having a week-long marathon of all of our favorite films, so I thought I'd pull out a couple of songs from my favorites in the lineup. Sit back and let's rewind and revisit some of the classic songs that have come from DCOMs of years past. 
something we've all come to expect from Disney Channel outside of good decoms is music, especially in the films. 2004 saw the premiere of two such films, with the first one introducing viewers to the upcoming star of Phil of the Future, Ricky Ullman. The show would premiere five months later. The film I'm talking about is Pixel Perfect. Ricky's character Roscoe creates a hologram named Loretta to be the singer of his friend's band, the Zetabytes. Loretta and the Zetabytes gained their first round of popularity after premiering at their school's dance, singing Nothing's Wrong With Me. The song represents one of the main themes from the film, Nobody's Perfect. Even Loretta, who was seemingly perfect as a hologram, hated the word. Now, the lyrics describe an individual who may be strange to someone. They are loud, they stand their ground, and they can be outspoken. But they also point out that they are proud of who they are and that there's nothing wrong with them, even with those potential imperfections that they themselves mention. The lyrics suggest that the singer knows they aren't perfect, but they aren't going to let that get them down. Also, we all need to be reminded of every once in a while. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Loretta and the Zeta Bucks. ladies who were strong and fierce. In a word, they were cheetalicious. And in 2006, their sequel became the highest-rated DCOM of the time. Of course, I'm talking about the Cheetah Girls and their hit sequel, The Cheetah Girls 2. The Cheetahs headed to Barcelona in 2006 to participate in a new Voices music competition. Along the way, we were treated to many new songs, including Strut. The second song from the Cheetahs in the film, the ladies take to the streets of Barcelona. As with many of the songs in this film, guitar plays a significant role in the instrumentation and is accompanied by drums, electric guitar, and even a tambourine. The girls are also joined at the end by Peter Vibes, who played the role of Angel in the film, singing in Spanish. It has a beat that you can dance to, full of energy that comes from the Cheetah songs throughout the film trilogy and their songs even outside of the films. The song premiered on Radio Disney on June 20th, 2006, two months ahead of the film. Alright ladies, take it over.
streets So wonder like Picasso in the Barcelona heat Passion is the fashion and life is poetry Welcome to another world where every heart can be brought Danielle Panabaker to her first Disney role and returned Brenda's song to Disney Channel after previously starring in The Ultimate Christmas Present and Get a Clue. The girls played a pair of friends who have an accidental cell phone swap with a superstar, Jordan Cahill, and Stuck in the Suburbs. Jordan Cahill, played by Taryn Kilman, is a superstar that just isn't feeling the music his record label wants to record anymore. He wants to record his music, like his song, More Than Me. While two versions of the songs were released on the soundtrack, just as they were two versions in the film, the acoustic version was the one Jordan liked. A soft ballad, Taryn is accompanied by drums, guitar, and synthesizers and instrumentation, and backup vocals. The song has good rhythm, it has a familiar feel to it fitting in with other songs of the time, and like most of those songs, it holds up to be a good song even to today. So much more. 
And to wrap it all up this week, how can one celebrate DCOMs without mentioning what is unquestionably the most popular film franchise to come from Disney Channel, High School Musical. We've looked at the franchise before, back in 2014 when Elisa Rulin stopped by on show number 80. And with it being the end of May, it's the perfect time to return to East High just in time to celebrate the end of the school year with the Wildcats. High School Musical 2 became the highest rated Disney Channel original movie of all time, and at the time, the highest rated basic cable telecast. The film starts during one of the most highly anticipated days of the year, the last day of school before summer vacation. What Time Is It kicked off the soundtrack when the film premiered in August, but it also kicked off the literal end of the school year when it premiered on Radio Disney on May 25, 2007. Now, I could keep going on and on, but I'm running short on time, so how about we just get to the music? You all know it. Hey, D-Heads, it's summertime. wrap it up for this week. Thanks for coming back for another round of Disney On Demand and sticking around for this week's Magical Music Review. Don't forget you can connect with the D-Team on Facebook at the D-Wire discussion page and with me at page at disradio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at disradio.com. And before I go, I want to make a brief mention about Memorial Day. So many men and women have paid the ultimate sacrifice to ensure our freedoms and to keep us safe. As you grill out or watch the town parade or whatever your Memorial Day weekend traditions may be, don't forget to remember those heroes who gave their lives to keep us safe. 
thank you, all of you, for everything you have done for us. Have a great rest of your week, D-Heads, and until next time, see ya! Hello, this is Jonathan Freeman. I'm the voice of Jafar in the 1992 animated feature Aladdin and also currently appearing as Jafar on Broadway. And you are listening to Disney On Demand. (laughs) Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand. Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. <laughs> all right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp, and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Chez Starbuck for stopping in here, chatting with us, having all kinds of fun, and being part of those Disney Channel original movies. Everybody loves them, passed on for so many generations, and I'm excited to see more of your pop art as well as upcoming films and projects that you have coming up in the upcoming year and next year. So thank you, Chess, for stopping in, chatting with all of us, and spending that time here at the show this week. I'd also like to thank the D-Team for stopping in of Jason, Nathan, Cody, and Paige, all stopping in here with their signature segments. Without you, there would be no show. You help add the magic and the memories for all the D-Heads listening in. And with that, thank you, the D-Heads. Yes, you are the reason we continue to bring you this show for the last six years. You are the reason that we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. So thank you, the D-Heads, for spreading the word, spreading the love, and making the show as magical as it is and allowing us to bring the show to you every single week. We truly are honored. So all of you D-Heads, next week we have a really fun guest, something really fun on the horizon. It is going to be a fun, jam-packed show. But before I let you in as to who's going to be stopping in, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. Yes, I want to make sure you're connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete archives, Disney memes, podcast archives, our Lifetime of Disney player, latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also join our DizWire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, magical, unique, new kind of Disney show. And remember, if you just can't wait, you need the show right away. On your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, and more, just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. It is that easy. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio, and you can subscribe and get the shows as soon as they get released for you to have the magic and memories, and of course my voice, in your ears instantly every single week. And remember, you can find all of these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, next week we are trucking into June. Yes, it is already coming up. We're hitting up June, and you know what's coming with that. It's going to be another D-Team Roundtable coming up very soon. Yes, with beaches, bonfires, and all kinds of fun. But next week, we have somebody who knows a bit about Disney. A little bit of history, a little bit of future, and a little bit about print, DVDs, and they're also really knowledgeable in books. So we have somebody that is no stranger to Disney, D23, writing, 
and all of you D-heads. So take that in, see if you can figure out who it is, and it is going to be a fun romp next week for show number 152. So as I leave you this week, it is a three-day weekend. As I've mentioned all show long, it is Memorial Day weekend. There's a reason why we're able to be free, live in this country, and also just spend that time with our families. And as I always say, take time, slow down, never neglect family for business. And this weekend, you really need to think why we can do that. So with that, I am going to leave you with a fun little tune that's going to pay homage to all of our veterans in the armed forces with Mickey, Goofy, Donald, and all the different Disney characters to help remember everybody this Memorial Day weekend. So until next week, all of you D-heads, have a fantastic weekend. Make the magic, make the memories and make it all happen for you and your family. Until next week, have a fantastic weekend. Here's a salute to the men and women of the armed forces. Let's start with the Air Force. Off we go into the wild Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.